0: This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Hi, this is Pastor Wallace Rammie, inviting you to join me every Friday at 1 p.m. Beginning on December 7th for my new program, Words to Observe and Obey the radio ministry of New Mount Zion Missionary Baptist Church, right here on 89.9 FM WCNO. Safety for your home and family. Now that's important to you. And Gator Security with its five-year warranty can help. With security, video surveillance, and access control. Gator Security is available at www.gatorsecurity.com or 800 676 1580. Gator Security, with its five year warranty, is a proud corporate sponsor of WCNO. GatorSecurity.com. Good morning. he's a deceiver he's a liar and he lies to get us to believe the lie because it's easier than being obedient come on it takes something to be obedient amen and he knows in our carnal nature in our human nature all of us are at some level lazy but the truth is is the devil cannot comprehend the light He don't understand it. He don't get it. He ain't got a clue. He ain't smart enough to comprehend the light, amen? He can't comprehend how awesome God is. He can't comprehend how awesome and powerful the spirit of God is. He can't comprehend how smart God is. He can't comprehend it. It's not within the devil's capacity to understand God. The devil really don't have a clue how awesome God is. He's lost. He's just a liar, we give him way too much credit. He's baffled by it. He's confused by it. Amen? Look in verse 6. It says, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The man came as a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not the light but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Listen, that right there ought to just clue you into the fact that you ain't a mistake. And that word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Isn't that amazing? He just put on flesh so we could comprehend him, so we could get him, so we could understand what he had to say to us. Jesus became that thought and that feeling and that expression. Of what God wanted to communicate to us, what He wanted to say to us. God shaped and molded this baby in a manger who was the Word before the Word ever entered into mankind. But He was the very thought and He was the very heart of God. That's who He was. That's who He is. And that's who He'll always be. Are you hearing me today? And though he was the thought, and the intent, and the expression of God, he was also God. He was God made flesh. And in order to express God to us in a way that we could receive his heart and his thoughts, God became flesh. You know, I could think about this for a year and still not come up with everything that was in the intent of God's heart. And how awesome that is. But if you can let that just sink into you for a moment. And really begin to understand. That God expressed himself to us. By becoming one of us. There's nothing. In the history of the world that even comes close to that. It's amazing to me. So he became the word made flesh for us. In other words, God looked at creation and said, I want to say something to them. I got something I got to say, but they're not on a level where they can comprehend what I need to say. They're not in a place where they can receive who I am and they can't understand. As a matter of fact, I need to say it in such a way that they can understand it i got to communicate to my creation in a way that they can receive it. And i got something important to tell them. So that's really why the Word came to us the way that it came to us. That's really why Jesus was born in a manger. And You know, I was telling somebody this morning, I said, I learned something new every year. I just learned this this year. That the pasture lands between Bethlehem and Jerusalem were reserved for raising sheep that were only born for temple sacrifice. And I thought about that. I said, Isn't that interesting that Jesus was born in a manger amongst the very same sheep that were born to be sacrificed for the sins of a nation? Isn't that amazing? I just think that's so cool, amen? I mean, you know, God could have expressed himself in a lot different ways if he wanted to. But he chose a way that we could comprehend. He chose a way that we could understand. He chose a way that we could get it. Because how many know sometimes we have a hard time getting it? If you've been married for any amount of time, and you looked at your husband or your wife and say, ain't you getting it? What's wrong with you? How many know God picked this way because he knew that we would get it? Because we don't always get it, do we? Especially if it's a good joke and you ain't got a sense of humor. You ain't going to get it. I love telling a funny joke and there's always somebody in the crowd that's going like this. Huh? He chose that way because we would understand it. He also chose that way because he wanted to say this. I cannot have your sin in my presence. Because my presence will kill you. It'll kill the sin in you, and if it kills the sin in you, it'll kill you. I love you, but I cannot have your sin in my presence. And that sin has got to be taken care of in order for you to be able to come home to me. In order for you to be able to come, like I said last week, sit at the table. So his thought and his emotion and his heart was, I love my children. I want them back in my presence. I want them with me. I want to spend eternity with them. And I want to enjoy fellowship with them. I want to be with them. But because of this sin barrier, I can't do it. Therefore, I have have something that I need to say to them. And I want to say to them is this. I've made a way where there seems to be no way. I've made a path for you to come home. There's a path. It's a narrow path. It's a straight path. And the doorway is through me. Matter of fact, Jesus said it about himself. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And nobody's going to go to the Father except through me. But nevertheless, God made a way. Touch somebody and said he made a way. And what he did was he sent Jesus, who is the word, to become the word, made flesh so that so that. He could die in our place to take care of that sin barrier, to wash away the stain of sin. And then we can come home to our Father and we can be with Him and we can have our relationship restored with God right now in the presence and have abundant life right now, today, because of what Jesus did. How many of you understand this morning, all of this that I'm telling you, it's the heart of God. This is the heart of God. It's the thought of God. It's the emotion of God. It's the feelings of God. And it's being revealed through the Word in a way to us that that we could receive it, that we could understand it, that we could comprehend it, that it relates to us. Listen, if you're here this morning and and you've had that moment where you know you needed to have Jesus Christ in your life, and you've had this awareness that, man, man, I need Him. Then can I just tell you, God made a way for you. He made a way for you. I mean, you came to church, you sat in the seat, you heard the Word, and you knew it was time to come home. That's me. It's time for me to come home. And God's sitting there, and if you're anything like me, he's saying, Jason, I got something to say to you, man. I got something to say to you. How I many understand that's the place of surrender for most of us? When we realize that God really has something to say to us. It's a place when we realize that our Creator has been communicating something to us, and He's He's always been communicating something to us. It's when He says, You have a Father. You're loved. You've always been loved. You don't have to earn my love. I'm giving it to you. There's nothing you can do to get it anyway. I've always loved you. I mean, that's what the Father is saying to us right now. And he's saying, if you'll let me, I'll be your Father. And you can be my son or my daughter. If you'll let me. If you'll let me love you, I'll love you. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, God's got something he wants to say to you this morning. I mean, no, you can hear him if you'll listen. Hmm? Listen, listen, listen. God is always speaking. He's always speaking. God is never not speaking. Paul said this many times. He said Kaleo. It means the called out or the called. Everybody said that Kaleo. He uses this word over 40 times in the New Testament. In Romans um, chapter 1 verse 1 and 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 1, it's used twice to refer to the specific call on Paul's life. But as, as Paul being the specific called out one. But the other 40 times that he uses it in the New Testament, it's a word that he uses to tell all of us that God is constantly calling us. Hello, are you there? I love you. I'm calling you. Can you hear me? Not called, not we'll call, but God is calling. He's always calling. That word kaleo is where we get the word exhort from. It's where it it means to be summoned or it means to be called by God. God's summoning us. And just think about that. The creator of the universe is calling you. There's other words in the Bible like paraclete, a word used for the Holy Spirit when called alongside to give aid to us, to run to our aid when we need him. Isn't that awesome? Another word we use in the Greek is aklesia. Somebody say aklesia. It's where we get the word church from, where we come together in fellowship. It means all of us together in this room, we are the called out ones. We are the called ones. Isn't that great? You're in good company this morning. You're part of the called ones smile at somebody and say, I'm a called one. I've been called by God. He's not calling me on my iPhone. huh? He's just calling me. In other words, we have come to the conclusion that that God has something that he wants to say to us. We've come to the conclusion that, that he wants us to hear him. Thank you for joining us today for the Revealing Truth with Pastor Jason Bomberger. We hope you will tune in again each day, Monday through Friday, right here on WCNO eighty nine point nine FM. To obtain your copy of this week's message, please.